you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. We do thank you for watching. We do thank you for those that are here and those that are working so hard to make this service happen. We all deal with hindrances. I don't know that I have personally ever lived through a time, a season uh, such as this season that we are personally in. I, I don't think I care to ever hear anybody else talk about 2020 vision. I'm going to find all those prophets that said 2020 was going to be your year of blessing and profit and increase because God's going to have to show, uh, do a quick work and show that to us today. Uh, my family, we, we've dealt with loss and sickness, hindrances. Anybody dealt with hindrances? We've dealt with cancer, financial struggles, COVID, and discouragement. Did I mention we've dealt with hindrances and discouragement? I know I'm not alone here today. I know, I know we're not the only one. As, as a minister of the gospel uh, for more years than I care to mention today, the majority of my life I have spent pastoring. And I've learned that sometimes that I have to preach my way out of discouragement. I come to the pulpit with a message prepared, ready to preach, when I myself are dealing with hindrances and discouragement and trying to find a way out. And it's through preaching that I seem to find faith to face the next day and deal with the next trial. I'm sure some of you that are here today and listening online, you know what I mean when I say there are times that you just have to pray your way through the hindrance. Sometimes you come to the house of God. How many of you know what I mean when I say you just worship your way through the hindrance? You just get through it. You just get out the other side. Sometimes I'm here on the front row and I just have to tune everything out and say, God, right now it's me and you and I've just got to worship until I get on location with you to where your power and your anointing can touch my life. The Apostle Paul dealt with it and he wrote to the church in Galatia in the 5th chapter in the 7th verse and he kind of rebuked them when he said you, you did run well but who hindered you that 
you should now not obey the truth. In other words, you, you were doing good, but you seem to be sliding back into the slump that, that you came out of. I don't know who I may be preaching to today, but I, I think there needs to be a moment in this message and maybe now that every one of us need to examine our lives and we need to look at where we are and how we are handling the hindrances in our lives. If we are not careful, we will allow hindrances to cause us to become discouraged and begin to live in defeat and reach a point where we lose faith and lose hope. And if we're not careful, the enemy will be victorious and we'll find ourselves backsliding in the middle of all of it. In my text, there was a man that was thrown into a pit. He got thrown into it of nothing that he had done wrong. He was anointed of God and blessed of God and favored of God. But men, his own brethren, even turned on him and he found himself going through some very difficult Days, But when God brought him through and out the other side, he didn't mix any words with his brothers when he looked at them and said, you meant it all for evil. But God had intended to turn this all for my good. I want to speak to somebody today and tell you regardless how dark the night, regardless how difficult the trial, there may be an enemy out there that intended to destroy your faith, destroy your hope, destroy your trust in God. But I come with a strong word today and tell you, put your feet on the floor, look the enemy in the face this morning and declare to him, you may have hindered me, but I am coming out blessed. I am coming out stronger. I am coming out better than I have ever been. It doesn't matter what you're going through today. I come to tell you, you will come out blessed. Everybody deals with hindrances. First Peter chapter 5 said, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, devour whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions that are accomplished in your brethren are also in the world. In other words, it's not because you're doing one thing and not doing another or vice versa. Being saved doesn't exempt you from trouble. Being saved doesn't exempt you from hindrances. The difference between you and them is that they turn to worry and fear and doubt. They turn to the alcohol bottle or the pill bottle. But we go to the rock of our salvation. Because the saved church must recognize that there are some things that happens that the enemy intends to destroy. As a matter of fact, everything the enemy does, he does to destroy. He cometh not except he comes 
to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But God comes that you may have life and have life more abundantly. God doesn't come to hurt you or destroy you. He may test you for a while, but you're going to come out the other side having passed that test. When you are in the trial, you can choose how you're going to face your adversary. When the adversary, his very own brethren, came in our text and began to ask of their brother now that they are in famine and in want and in need, they began to ask, oh, brother, can you help us? And the brother looked at them and said, I know that what you did was intended to bring evil into my life. But what you didn't know is that God was setting me up this day so that I can be the Savior of you and your household and your family. I know this is typology of Jesus because there's a beautiful picture of Christ. There is an incredible example here of Jesus Christ who the enemy meant to kill and to destroy. But the word said that he had to go to the cross of Calvary. And what the enemy meant to destroy and stop the work of Jesus Christ was doing nothing but planting a seed into a borrowed grave for three days so that he could come out of that grave three days later. And the message of Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection would spread all over the world, saving mankind. What the enemy meant for evil... The Lord meant it for good. It may have bruised the heel of Jesus, but it destroyed the head of Satan. I come this morning to tell somebody it doesn't matter where you are. There is a God working for your good. God is working it for your favor. He's going to turn it around. He's going to bless you. I know it may seem like loss right now, but come on, pull yourself up. Look the enemy in the face and declare, I'm right where God said I need to be in this season because he's going to work everything for my good. Oh, you may be going through it today. I'm not denying that. But you're not without strength. Sometimes it's not people, it's just life that hinders. Someone said to me, to the world, it's just life, but to the people of God, it's a trial. The scripture said that the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold, though it be tried with fire. And I've heard people through the years say, oh, you know, you're, you're going through this, and the Bible said that you're like gold tried in the fire. No, it said that the trial, it compared the trial to being more precious than gold that has been tried with fire. Your trial is better than gold that's been tried in fire. As a matter of fact, the comparison was gold being the currency of the day, it being that which seemed to be of greatest value. It said your trial is more valuable than the highest currency that could be used in that day. I come today to tell you that your trial is worth more than your money. Your trial is worth more than your position. It is your trial that is going to elevate you and take you to the next level because God is working it for your good.
I know I'm not alone when I say I, I, some days I get up, it seems like everything goes wrong, and, and, and that's when I realize that life is overwhelming. And, and when everything is coming, it's when we begin to need a word from the Lord because Satan cannot stand against a word from the Lord. When God puts a word in your spirit, you need to stand on that word, repeat that word, and speak that word. I was even here on the front row this morning at the beginning of service, and a minister, pastor friend of mine from Ohio, a Bible college friend of mine, Brother Ken Dillingham, sent a text message to me, and he said, my family and my church have been praying for you and your wife. And the Lord said that everything is going to come out, that what you have just been through is God's stamp of approval on a finished work that is going to happen on the other side. I said, I receive it and I'm going to share that with my wife because she needs that today. But I come to tell you that there are words that sometimes God will speak and sometimes man will speak that you need to get a hold of and you need to remind the devil over and over and over again. This is a word from the Lord. You meant it for evil. God's working it for good. You meant to destroy me, but God meant to bless me. You meant to hinder me, but my blessing is certain to come. Hey, David declared from the end of the earth, I will cry when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. In other words, I just need to get in the presence of God where everything will be all right. Nobody's exempt from struggle. It's not because of sin. It's not because you're out of the will of God. And it's not even because you're in the will of God. Sometimes things just come. The Apostle Peter said, think it not strange when trials come as he said as though some strange thing has has happened to you think it think it not strange like something something odd and and, and unusual has happened to you don't don't get discouraged when trouble times come don't get discouraged when you go through a season of heaviness they're they're going to come it's it's going to happen it's just part of of life and part of serving God but the apostle Peter said but rather rejoice that you are a partaker with him. Now, I know that can be a hard pill to swallow because I've walked through some dark days in my life and, 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 and I've walked through some pretty dark days even this year along with some of you. A few days ago, I, I, I was sick and wasn't well and there was so much going wrong and my wife was in the hospital and I laid in bed one night and I felt that I had reached the very end of my road and I was feeling a little sorry for myself and I was wetting my pillow with my tears and I was praying and I said God I, I don't I don't fully understand I I, I feel like Job and, and and somehow I feel like I've, I, I'm in a season of loss and a season of discouragement you know what I mean it's when your wealth is gone and your health is gone and Joseph and and, and, and Job visited the cemetery uh, 10 
times and with, with each of his kids. Now, if that's not enough to get you down, the, the woman that was supposed to be encouraging him was now looking at him and telling him, why don't you just curse God and die? Oh, don't think that you're alone when you're going through trouble and trial and hindrances and discouragement. If you read through the book of 2 Peter, you will find one key word that just keeps reoccurring, and the word is suffering. None of us like to suffer, but suffering is part of the life of serving God. We will go through suffering. Paul said in Philippians, the third chapter, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. I got to explain this to you for a moment today. There, there's never a time that you were any more like Christ and any more in fellowship with Christ than when you were going through suffering. I want to speak to those who are suffering this morning. I want to preach to those that are going through it this morning. I want to preach to those that are feeling the pain of your hindrance this morning, but I want to tell you that there's never a time when, when you are going through suffering than, than any other time in your life when you are any more in fellowship with God, and that is all that matters. My suffering has a connection with my relationship with God. Hear me this morning. It is in the suffering that my relationship with God becomes unilateral. In other words, God who is high and lofty and exalted comes down to where I am. Hebrews said that he is touched with the very feeling of our infirmity. In other words, he gets right where we are and he feels the pain that I feel and he suffers with me when I am suffering. I am in the fellowship of his suffering. I, I come today to tell you that may be suffering. You are in relationship with him and he, your suffering is right along with his suffering because you've never felt a pain he didn't feel. You've never been tempted at a point that he wasn't tempted. You've never gone through anything that he hasn't gone through. You're in the fellowship of his suffering. Someone unattached from your reality may be able to hurt you but they can't, they, 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 they can't really hurt you to a deep level because you do not have relationship but neither can they encourage you because there is no relationship. In other words, somebody that you don't know can speak against you, can say something about you, and, and you say, oh, I don't like that. I wish that wasn't the case, but it doesn't affect you. But let somebody that you're close to, somebody you're in close relationship with, they say something about you. It hurts so deeply. You feel the pain so deeply. That's why Jesus wants you to know today, suffering child of God, hindered child of God, that he has a relationship with you because when you hurt, he hurts. What you feel, he feels. We are in the fellowship of his suffering, but you also are going to rise with him. You're also going because you're anchored to him as he got up out of the grave. What the enemy meant to destroy him came to work something good into your life. I come today to tell you that 
your temporary setback is but a hindrance, but your blessing is still coming your way. God still got this. God's still going to raise you up. God's going to lift you up. He's your encourager today. That's why you're in the fellowship of his suffering. Now you have to be careful because people can also hinder you. Jacob was thrown in a pit, ended up in a prison, and then he had to deal with Potiphar's wife. And I'm not sure which was the worst. I'm guessing wherever he was felt like he was in the worst shape he had ever been in. In the pit, in the prison, and dealing with Potiphar's wife. Then when his brothers came to him and said, we need you to help us, he said to them, what you meant for evil, God is using it for good. Let me tell you, if you're hindered this morning by people, (laughs) what people mean for evil, every time God will turn it for your good. This is when you, people will hinder you, and this is when you have to learn to adjust your expectation. Someone said something so powerful to me some time ago, and I've used it, and they said, you cannot be offended beyond your level of expectation. So the reason that we get offended at how people act is because we were expecting more out of them. But the truth is, we need to lower our expectation in people, and that way we don't become offended at them because we just know. You know what I'm talking about. There's some people you get around, and no matter how much you hope that they're going to have an encouraging word, they're going to bring you down. They're going to find negative in everything. They're going to find what's wrong with everything. They're going to find the, the sad story in every good ending. They're going to find the negative in every positive. They're going to bring you down. You've just got to reach a point in life that you lower your expectation when you see sister negative and brother hindrance coming you just know I'm lowering my expectation right now I know they're not going to bring an encouraging word I know they're not coming to uplift me I know they're not coming to to cause me to feel better about myself my walk with God my family or my future we're just going to lower our expectation of people there's some people every time I get around them I am expecting that they are going to try to hinder. They'll do it with an attitude, with a look, with a glare, with a glimpse. It doesn't matter. Even if they have a day off, I just thank God and I just keep going on. Thank God they had a bad day and they didn't hinder me today. When they come at me with their A game, I have to learn to just shrug it off and understand that people will never be able to do anything. The Lord himself said that when you are in the palm of his hand that no man can take you out. If you get out of the hand of God, it won't be because of the discouragement of other people. You can blame it on other people, but it's not anybody else's fault. If you decide to to live in discouragement because of somebody, you need to change your view today and understand that what people mean for evil, if you'll get the right attitude, God will turn it around and will bring it and cause it to bring good into your life. Here a man was thrown in a pit, ended up in a prison, and had to deal with a Potiphar's wife when his brother's 
that were responsible for the pit that ended him in the prison and eventually in Potiphar's house. They thought that it was all going to work against them and they thought it was going to bring the end of the dreamer. But God had a plan that was higher than their plan. I come today to tell somebody that's being hindered, that's going through it, that's in sorrow, that's in grief, that's feeling pain, and you think it was somebody that caused it. They meant it for evil, but God sent a preacher this morning to tell you God's going to turn it around. God's going to fix it for you. God's got a blessing coming your way. You're going to come out the other side better. They're not going to like it, but it doesn't really matter. I'm coming out stronger. I'm coming out wiser. I'm coming out more powerful. I'm coming out more prayed up. I'm coming out more victorious than I've ever been. We're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. We're going to give a testimony of God's healing and it's going to move throughout our community because he's still the healer in the middle of my sickness. He's still the king of kings in the middle of my trial. What the enemy meant for evil, God is turning it out for our good. Oh, somebody ought to thank the Lord right now. Hey. I got to close today. The scripture declares to us, we're all flawed. We all have issues in our life. None of us are perfect. But he said we have a treasure in this earthen vessel. Now I close with this today. We have a treasure in an earthen vessel. Now I don't have a lot of valuable things, but I do have a few valuable things and they, they're locked away in a safe because you put valuable things in specific places. <laughs> That's why God knew what he was doing when he put the Holy Ghost in you. Because valuable things belong in specific places. He put the Holy Ghost in you because he has confidence. Not in, not in the vessel, but he has confidence in the treasure. God has more confidence in the treasure than he has in the container. The container gets hindered. The, the container deals with disappointment. The container deals with hindrances. But the treasure, we have a treasure in earthen vessels. It's the treasure that preserves the container. See, what few treasures I have. My wife one year bought me a nice safe. We got it into the basement. When the house sells, the safe stays. It's unmovable. I have a few, not many, but a few family heirlooms, and they're, they're locked away in that safe because I have confidence in the container in the event of a fire or 
a thief. I have confidence in the container. But God works backwards. He has confidence in the treasure. Because it's what's inside you. It's what's inside you that saves the container. It's not the container that saves the treasure. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. The outside, the outside will never be perfect enough to preserve the treasure. That's why when people say, I'm going to get things worked out in my life, and when I get all these things worked out in my life, I'm going to begin to serve God. It'll never happen because the container cannot protect the treasure. But when you get God, when you get the Holy Ghost working in your life, it is the treasure that perfects the container. Because the treasure is not of man, it's of God. You, that way you will never be able to boast, look at me. Look where I came from. Look at my family name. Look at my background. Look at my education, my status, my money, my family. He said, no, 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 no. I don't want anybody to be able to burst, to boast. I'm going to put this treasure in an earthen vessel. The apostle Paul said, in me dwelleth no good thing. In this earthen vessel, there is nothing. You didn't do anything. But it is the treasure that keeps you through your time of hindrance, through your time of struggle, through your time of difficulty. It's the treasure that will keep you through your trouble. It's the treasure that will preserve you. It's the Holy Ghost that is working in your life. Regardless how many hindrances that are coming at you right now, online listener, church member, guest, visitor, online viewer today, I want to tell you that God has a treasure that will perfect your life and it will keep you and He will work it for your good. You may be hindered, but you're not going to be destroyed because He put a treasure in you. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. You didn't do anything. It's the Holy Ghost that kept you. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. That's what the Holy Ghost does. You're hindered. You're going through a season of hindrance. But the blessings of God are yea and amen. They're sure in your life. The Holy Ghost will keep you. The Apostle Paul said it's, this is a light affliction. He said for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Here's a man that's been through a few things. Second Corinthians said he was in labors more abundant and stripes above measure, in prison more frequent, in deaths often. He was beaten by the Jews, beaten with rods, stoned, shipwrecked in perils of the deep, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of his own family. He was in perils of the heathen, in perils of the city, perils in the wilderness, perils in the sea, perils among false brethren, perils in weariness, perils in painfulness, perils in the cold. And beside all of these things which cometh upon me daily, he said, it's just light affliction. Hey, 
You may be dealing with a hindrance today. It may be real. The pain may be real. But it's a light affliction, the Apostle Paul said. When you balance it against the weight of eternity, your trouble is not going to last. What the enemy meant for evil in your life, God means it for good. Sitting right where you are, you don't have to stand, you don't have to gather your family, but right where you are, maybe you just want to slip up a hand and you just want to receive the word from the Lord right now. God has a blessing for you. He has a miracle for you. In the midst of your hindrance, He put a treasure in you so that you would end up blessed in the end. Oh, come on, right where you are, lift your hands. Let's begin to call on the name of the Lord. God has a blessing for you. Your, your hindrance is not going to defeat you. Come on, your trouble is not going to last always. You may be hindered but refuse to be defeated. Look the enemy in the face today and declare, you meant it for evil, but God's working it for my good. Come on, come on, lift your heart to the Lord right now. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, call on the name of the Lord. He is your help. He is your strength. He is your strong tower. Hallelujah. Oh! 